Now we're going to have our reading, uh, but we're going to do this in a slightly different way this week. We're going to have Helen, uh, who's put together a little video, kind of telling us the story from Luke 24, the story of the road to Emmaus. And you might want to get your Bibles out and read with her, kind of read alongside as you watch this video. It's Luke 24, verses 13 to 35. We're going on a walk. Come with me and we'll see where it takes us. So, Jesus met two guys that were walking on the Emmaus Road, but they didn't recognise him. They were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, and it took seven miles to get there. And Jesus came and walked with them, and they chatted on the way. They chatted about everything that had been happening. The two guys couldn't believe that Jesus didn't know about the, what had happened in the last three days. And they told him all about this man Jesus and how he died, how he'd been given a very unfair trial, how he'd been crucified on a cross, and then how he had been put in a tomb. They explained that morning how um, the tomb had been found empty. And apparently, rumour said, he'd risen from the dead, but they hadn't met him, they hadn't seen him. They weren't really sure whether to believe it or not. But they carried on walking with him, and uh, this stranger that they were talking to seemed to know the Old Testament really well. And he told them about all these things that it said in the Old Testament about how Jesus was going to suffer, how it said in the Psalms and how it said in Isaiah um, about this, this man who would come from God and who would be pierced and who would be killed. They still didn't realise it was Jesus walking with them. But uh, as they got near the village, they realised it was the end of the day and he must be tired, he would need somewhere to stay, this stranger that they'd walked with. So they encouraged him to come in for a meal. They encouraged him to uh, share dinner with them, maybe even stay the night. Jesus agreed to eat dinner with them. They still didn't realise it was him. But, as he broke the bread with them, their eyes were opened. They saw him for who he really was and then he disappeared. How amazing must that have been? That realisation that they'd just been walking with Jesus all day and they hadn't recognised him. So what did they do? What was their reaction? Well, immediately they packed up their stuff and raced back to Jerusalem. So they did the seven miles back. And I imagine the joy that there was when they shared that moment of meeting up with the rest of the disciples, the rest of Jesus' followers, and telling them, we met Jesus. He was walking with us. And we only recognised him when he broke the bread. So 
So another week has gone by. Yeah, how are you feeling today? I don't know about you, but I find that these Sunday services are a great chance to kind of take stock, a good checkpoint in the week, as the structure of the week is kind of a bit different, a good checkpoint to work out, you know, how am I doing? Where am I at? A chance to pause and reflect, think about my feelings and emotions, check in with them, but also turn to God. Speaking to people over the phone over the last few weeks, it's been interesting to check in on people and find out actually there's a common experience we're having where people are just going on a bit of a roller coaster with feelings and emotions being sometimes okay, sometimes a bit tougher. I know that's certainly true for us, for Kathy and myself, uh, even for Ruben and uh, for Kathy's sister who lives with us. We seem to all take it in turns to have a day, you know, or a, a day where actually we're finding it a bit more difficult and we need a bit more support. Physically, we're doing much better. You know, I'm recovering quite well now, thankfully, from a chest infection I had about six weeks ago and doing a lot better. But I think more than anything, I think my emotional and mental well-being is the thing that's being stretched during this time. I know speaking for myself, I have days when perhaps I'm a bit anxious uh, and I'm worried. I have days where actually I'm doing much better and I'm excited by some of the things that God is doing uh, and people are doing. You know, I'm encouraged every Thursday by the support people are showing for the NHS and reminded of what they're doing. But then there are times where I think of my family, perhaps, and I'm and I'm more anxious about their well-being and I'm scared for them. Sometimes I'm proud of them, especially my mum, as she works for a vaccine. But every day, it seems, it could be up or down. Now, this is just me, but as I said, I think this is a shared experience for many people in our church family. Catching up with people, I know uh, some people who have had other health concerns or issues, and because of the coronavirus uh, crisis, um, they've had important uh, operations that have nothing to do with COVID be cancelled, and, and that's caused a, a, a real amount of distress. I know some people are still enjoying some extra time at home with the family, but actually boredom is really beginning to set in, especially as we're reminded this week that this is not a short-term thing. This is going to go on for a while. I was chatting to a teacher this week who can't wait to get back to school uh, and help uh, his, teacher, his pupils out and teach them. Um, he's particularly worried for those who were maybe struggling a bit before. He's worried that the gap is only going to widen and they're going to get further behind. Uh, but then again, he's also conflicted because he's worried for his, his colleagues' safety in particular, and also the safety of his grandparents, uh, for whom if you know school's going back too early means that cases rise, we could have a second spike and they, again, would be in jeopardy. It's a roller coaster of feelings and thoughts and, and what is best. No one really knows what is best. One story that stood out to me this week was speaking to someone who, it says, they said that actually, I know this is Easter, I know this is the season of Easter when I'm meant to be thankful for all of God has done for me. But you know what? Actually, I'm a bit moody all the time. I feel like I'm moaning all of the time. And I could go on listing different stories and emotions. But where does God fit into all of this? Where is God at at this time? Our passage today comes from the well-known story of Jesus walking alongside two of his disciples on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus, about seven hours, so it'd have been about seven miles, sorry, it'd have been about a two hour journey. And for some reason or other, these disciples are, are kept from recognizing who Jesus is. But they were clearly full of all kinds of emotions as well. Cleopas and his friend, 
they're, they're going along and they've, they've got some sense of shock. You know, they really believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They'd seen him do all of these things. You know, he, he was uh, described as a prophet, mighty in word and deed. And yet the chief priests had had him arrested, had had him handed over, and the Romans had crucified him. They're obviously in shock and feel like their faith in Jesus had been misplaced. So they had faith, but, but actually it seems to be slipping away because you see the, the women in their group, they talk about how the women in their group have come and testified that Jesus uh, had gone and the angel had told them that uh, Jesus was not there, he had risen from the dead. And yet, well, for whatever reason, they and the other male disciples didn't believe them. Their faith had seemed to desert them. They're all over the place. But they encounter Jesus on this road. And what does Jesus do? Well, reading this story, it kind of annoys me that actually, you know, that for some reason they've just dismissed the women's testimony, probably just because they are women. And it must have infuriated Jesus that, you know, he taught them again and again about who he was. He told them that, you know, the Son of Man must suffer death and on the third day he would rise again. He'd said this, but for some reason they just didn't seem to get it. And this being the third day, you'd hope they would be expectant of Jesus rising. But of course, they weren't. For me, it could have gone, well, if he didn't get it then, like, well, never mind. Uh, I'm not. And he could have just not bothered with them. But of course, that's not the God that Jesus is. That's not what he does. Of course, he walks alongside them. And just as a good teacher does, whether it's a homeschooling teacher or a, or a professional teacher, he corrects a bit of misunderstanding. He, he teaches them the right understanding of who he is, of who God is, and what kind of, uh, of saviour Jesus was. And he, and he invites them again into a relationship with him. You see, he walks past the place where they stopped. And he does this so that they might invite him in. And they do. They invite him in to their home. And as they sit together and have and break bread together, they suddenly click. They suddenly realise and recognise Jesus for who he is. And they understand, oh, do you remember what he was teaching us? Do you remember how our ears uh, and our hearts burned as he taught us? And they get overfilled with joy and they run all the way back to Jerusalem. Now, of course, that's an incredible account of how Jesus personally meets uh, people whose emotions must have been all over the place. So how can we be encouraged by this today ourselves? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm so encouraged by the God that this passage reveals. As I said, I have my good days and my bad days. I think we all do. We're all on a bit of a roller coaster of ups and downs. Perhaps some of us are like the person I mentioned earlier, for whom they're feeling a little sense of guilt, actually, that they're not more positive for hope for what God has done. Maybe they're, they're, they're feeling guilty that maybe uh, you're feeling guilty that maybe your faith isn't quite what you hoped it would and you're struggling with doubts and worries. Wherever we are at this morning, we can know, and this passage shows us, that Jesus is right there with us. He's walking alongside us. And whilst it might be hard, I want to encourage us to listen and look for God in this moment. Look for his presence. Listen to God's word for us today. You know, I'm so thankful that we did the prayer course at the beginning of this year uh, because I really think it prepared me. Uh, I think it prepared a lot of us in the church 
with a better prayer life and equipped us with ways to kind of cope through this season. You know, in the description below this video, I'm going to put a link to some of the resources that we used and shared during that prayer course that from the tool shed of the prayer course website. And one in particular I found particularly helpful. It's of uh, the, the kind of how to journal in this time. See, I, I'm, I'm one where I have a thought and it goes out of my brain, but if we can actually record our thoughts in this time, record our prayers, actually we might be able to see God answering them a bit better. We might notice Jesus walking alongside us. And to finish, I just want to encourage you with how I felt God uh, at pres God's presence in my life this week, how I felt God has been speaking to me this week. See, the Church of England has a lectionary, what we call a lectionary. It's kind of a, the, the assigned readings for the day. And today's one from the gospel is obviously the Road to Emmaus story. But also they assign a psalm. And the psalm for this week is, or this Sunday, is Psalm 116. And it just struck me the first time I read this. And I, re I studied it with my home group on Tuesday. And it's just stuck with me all week. And in some translations, this psalm has been given a title, Thanksgiving for Recovering from Illness. But what, what comes apparent as you read it is, is this psalmist, the person who's written it, has gone through some severe trauma, severe crisis in their life. They've been near death even. And yet they've known an intimate relationship with God. He's walked alongside them through their troubles, through their travails. And just as Jesus walks alongside those, those disciples on the road to Emmaus, God has always been walking alongside the vulnerable, those people in need. And wherever we're at this morning, wherever we're at on our roller coaster of emotions, God is walking alongside us. He cares for us deeply. He cares for you so, so much. Amen. Or oh, actually, as Johnny said in his bread for today on Thursday. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen and hallelujah.